We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners Podcast. It's Agro and Barracuda. As per usual, Barry, we are back in our assigned roles. You know, I'm I'm holding the podcast. Uh, I can tell that it's back in the assigned roles because immediately I can tell that I do not think that your microphone is uh, is Hello? getting picked up. But you know, maybe now. Nope. We'll try again. You're also Snoopy. Yeah, you're back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm back, aren't I? Wow, that is impressive stuff. It did not take long, huh? That's uh, you got some dust to knock off. You know, you were out of town for a bit. Look, no one's it's blaming true. you for not having everything set up perfectly. I mean, oh yeah, I don't think I did it correctly once when I was hosting. You know, hosting's hosting's didn't a hard it, job. Didn't you do it literally every single time? Correctly? Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't want to rub that in your face. So I was trying to like, you know, make up. No, I know. You did it all perfectly. I everyone's okay. saying that I'm only in one of their ears. I can see that and I don't know how to fix it. Um I'm going to be honest, guys. Uh, I'm just looking at it um and maybe this. <laughs> did that work? Nope, it didn't work. Um well, good luck. <laughs> you know, you only now you get to hear your surroundings a little bit and hear about patch notes all at the same time. Dude, you're so kind to everyone. Yeah, I mean, what, what else? What am I supposed to do? Um, Wait, am I only in one ear as well? Can you change your output to mono? Uh, maybe. I'm on my properties, you know. I don't see a mono option. Uh, like, filters. Nope, that's not it. Oh, can I maybe just, like, click on Oh, it? I'm in both, so it's on your microphone. Yeah, it's on my, my microphone, but I don't know. Oh, maybe my sound settings. Is this the type of content that people come to the podcast to listen for? Oh, you're going to see my settings there pop up on the screen. Enjoy that. Um, you know, we're just figuring it out as we go. Um, as always. The good news is that I ate a, lo- a big dinner right before this. Uh, that's a joke. My frozen pizza came out um, literally four minutes ago. Uh which is the worst time for a frozen pizza to come out because you're starving when you get it and then it scalds the top of your mouth and yeah, you're like, do I, do I really want to put myself through that? And then you can feel like the disconnect of the skin on the top if you bite oh. it too fast. And I did. Yeah, I did. Okay, oh. I can't figure out how to do this chat. Uh, hold the L. Sorry. Don't know how to help you. Um, Barra, it does make me really wish that we had... Uh, that we had some really easy microwavable meals that we could just like pop in the oven, the, the microwave for two minutes. This would have been done. I would have been eating forever ago if uh, I had just restocked as I should have on uh, on Factor. Not a not a long one today. Just a reminder that we are sponsored by Factor. If you guys want the best meals for quick lunches and quick dinners, um, all that kind of stuff, Factor go.factor75.com/backliners120 and use code backliners120 to get, you guessed it, $120 off. Uh, That's a lot of buckaroos. Also, probably healthier than a frozen pizza. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, And by probably, I mean, yeah. Throw that out there, you know, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, okay, well, here. I wish wish this was a factor meal right now. This is the podcast content. Mmm. Mmm, factor. Factor would have been much better than that bite that I just had, that's for sure. Well, what kind of frozen pizza is it? Well, like them, what? What brand? Should I give? Should I give them the boost? They aren't sponsoring the podcast. Give me the first letter. R. 
R. Okay, that shows how long it's been since I... Wait, is it like Red Robin? No. Red Baron? <laughs> Red Baron, <laughs> Red Baron. there you go. Red Robin, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Going to snag a burger real quick with my Red Baron pizza. is so bad. Holy. No, Red Baron's actually the best frozen pizza. We've talked about this on the podcast. It's by far the best frozen pizza. It actually isn't close. There's no way I agreed to that. What did you think it was? I don't know. It depends on when you ask me. Sounds like, like we're in agreement it... that it's Red Baron. Bro, Sponsor Red, Baron is... Red Baron is... As well as, no. you know. I mean, or please, but maybe. Factor, maybe you guys start making some frozen pizzas because they would 100% be better than uh, than what Red Baron's tossing at me. But it is it is my favorite um, of the frozen pizzas. But like I said, I'd rather have Factor. Go dot factor75.com slash backliners120 get $120 off. Okay, let's talk about patch notes, Barry, because sure. we got some stuff to talk about. You got um, a lot of stuff. There is an absolute 0% chance that uh, we get through all of these patch notes. Um, mm-hmm. How fast do you want to go? Do you want to like talk about things for a bit, or you want to uh, just like, steamroll our way I don't know, this is weird, through? because this, so, I, okay. so I have been working on midseason for months, literally months, mm-hmm. but in particular, the last like five to six weeks, I think, um, this was basically my, my sole focus, was was working with all the teams to get midseason in and planned and all that kind of stuff. Um, and holy crap, like, it was it was so much work. I tweeted about it. I really think that, and a lot of it was that I'm just new with this whole design thing and I don't mm. understand the best way to go about stuff. Uh, and if I were to do it again, it would be much easier than the way I, would, I did it just a few weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this was legitimately the most I've, like spent thinking about something in my entire life about like one singular focal thing um just on my mind all the time but like what i had to get done all that kind of stuff uh and it was really fun um i really enjoyed it i am glad that it's oh i'm glad that i'm past that um Mm -hmm. because it was a lot of work but it was really exciting and really fun um, so I have a lot of insight on, on all of these things because I was leading a lot of, um, the, the designs and the iterations and all that kind of stuff. Of, of course mm-hmm. it wasn't all just me, you know, it was the whole team and, and programming QA and art and all this kind of stuff effects. Like they were all amazing. Um, so please do not think that it was just me because it certainly wasn't, but it was, it was just, aggro. It, God, no, um, it was, it was crazy. Uh, so I don't know the best way to do it because I feel like I could literally, I could spend this whole podcast talking just about glyphs or just about non-conquest balance or just about, you know, the mask rework. Like we could kind of do it all. Um, so well, maybe, I, maybe it's better for you to drive this episode, Barry. Uh, well, and, I was and actually going to say, I think it'd be interesting for people to hear like, I guess a more design aspect oriented yeah. case of patch notes, which we haven't really done before. And yes. if, if you worked this hard on it, I mean, I think honestly, you should be the one driving. Because... Well, no, because well, Barra, that's how it always. You're the one who worked really hard in the games, right? And then I uh-huh. ask you. The oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You okay, know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. 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 So let's do uh, let, let's hand we Barrett. I did not talk about this at all. If you couldn't tell, uh, uh, which is very rare for us because we're always so well planned. Um, preparing is our the best part of me and Agro. <laughs> yeah, all we do is prepare. Yeah, there's two things that everyone says about me and Barry, and that's that number one, we stay on topic all the time, and mm-hmm. number two, it's that we're really well prepared. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you want me to start with the balance live with the nine point seven update, July twelfth? Or higher? Uh, yeah, like... yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. Game modes in general. Oh boy, this is be fifteen podcast. Okay, we can't be going this. We got, you got to pick out the highlights, Barry. What do you really care about? You know, the highlights. There's like forty pages of this. I know. I was literally... enough to know all of it. Yeah, it, that is. So I'm, I'm stunning right now. So if you'd excuse me, okay. time until Brawly lies on a combat increase from three seconds to five seconds. Yeah, by the way, 
patch note the balance section of patch notes took two hours because i just would not shut up i apologize like all of production afterwards uh because i know i kept them there for a very long time on the mid-season patch notes mm-hmm. um but in general this change you know we think that brawling has been very successful in a lot of the things that um it aims to do mm-hmm. one of the areas that it feels a little bad is that you can get double dipped really easily where if they have divine you ha- you get hit by a bit an ability that has divine you have that debuff on you for six seconds and then after three seconds you're no longer brawling and so you're 100 percent anti-healed very easily uh by multiple items um and it also means that uh, like gods like uh. wukong um that take themselves out of combat this is this doesn't totally fix his issue but it does help a lot um for him to get that increased healing out of his ultimate. So I know a lot of people view this as a buff to healers. Um, in some ways it certainly mm-hmm. is. Uh, there's no question about that. But healers aren't that strong in the meta right now uh, that we can that we can tell. You know, we're not seeing that many in SPL and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And we think that yeah, this think is just a very logical change. Up. Yeah, yeah. I saw a hell game that I wasn't going to bring up. Um, but, you know, it's... Did uh, we win that game? No, no I lost. think you got absolutely rolled that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think when all three lanes have a death before, like, five minutes or whatever happened that game, it's it's kind of an uphill battle. Yeah, of course, uh, of course. Yeah, that that game was fun. Anyways, uh... Yeah, yeah this I, just makes, like, total sense, right? We changed the duration on yeah. Divine Ruin, Brawlers, and Toxic to match this amount of time, so now you were either getting debuffed by anti-heal items or getting debuffed by brawling and never at the same time, which I think just makes sense. Yeah, I honestly didn't think it was that deep, but listening to you talk about it, it does seem that deep. Because I never thought about, like, the Wukong interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, like, the healing and lifesteal I thought about, but, like, I guess, like, kits like that, I never thought about. So that's really yeah. interesting. There you go. Um, on the conquest, uh, lowest level shared experience bonus increased from one point three five to one point four. Mid harpies increased base experience from twenty to thirty four, and mid small harpy increased experience from sixteen to eighteen. Yeah, I mean, most of this is aimed at the supports. Um, the lowest level shared XP bonus. I mean, it supports have been feeling pretty weak since nine point five, so this is kind of aimed to help them, along with some later patch uh, updates. Um, the mid harpies one is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that we've seen in a lot of in everything but SPL, mid lane and support farm are being out are being outpaced in farm by side laners and by the jungler. Um, and really? so yeah, mid harpies, mid harpies really help those two classes more than mm-hmm. everyone except for the jungler. Um, and we also think that it can in, in incentivize early game fighting a little bit more and making these a little bit more important um so we like it for we liked it for that reason um you know in spl things are different because you've got a couple of absolute farm goblins in the mid lane who mm-hmm. already are getting ahead because of their that's goblin. what i was gonna say yeah. um and we understand that this does help them um i don't think it helps them enough to be a major area of concern um I could, you know, for anything, we could be wrong. Uh, we mm-hmm. often are. Um, that's, like, the, no. the beauty of the game design. Um, no. But this this will just force teams to fight a little bit more in mid. And for everything except for, like, four mid laners in the world, uh, they could they could really use this, this little bit of boost <laughs> in XP. So, yeah. Or for all you mid laners out there, just start taking those back camps off cooldown. Yeah, you should be. You deserve it. New Glyphs. Uh, Jones Vigor Unchanged, Jones Cunning, every time you damage an enemy god with an ability you gain a stack of Wit. At two stacks, your next non-ultimate ability that damages an enemy god gets 25% of its cooldown instantly refunded. Yeah, so the general idea that I had when going into Glyph design um, for mid-season was twofold. Number one, I think that there are some really cool Glyph passives that we weren't getting a chance to see. Um, because gods didn't want that tier three item. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Jotun's ferocity is definitely the easiest example. That's a really awesome passive and it's super strong and it yep. is very clear and it feels good, but the gods who want the passive, like don't really want Jotun's. Um, so 
I think it made sense to take these successful established passives and put them on new uh tier three items that they actually want um and then that Mm -hmm. really i think that this was much more exciting to me as a player to think like instead of just being told okay you've got eight new glyphs all on four tier three items rather than what we did which is three new tier three items and then a couple of old tier threes that already had glyphs are getting new ones. And I think that with that mixture, it just kind of like was, was really exciting because now this way, a lot of gods get to try new things again. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And that's really exciting for cunning in particular. Oh, and the other reason that the other thing I kept in mind with glyph design, um, was there were just a lot of, you know, even after these changes, it's still the case, but there are just God archetypes that don't have a glyph. They really like, um, so that, that, the first part was deciding what items need to be moved and what items are getting the new glyphs. And then it was, well, what, what archetypes that build these items are missing things and what do they want? Um, and that's, that's a like, pretty that's spicy what I, ability for, uh, hunters that like AMC and Uller, I think. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty fun. Yeah, it, it feels, uh, you know, we playtested this item a lot. Um, there were, I wonder how much, like, I probably should have a talk with AJ at some point about, like, how much playtesting talk I should do on this. But I think this is pretty safe. I'm not going to be able to do this for everyone because, again, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. But uh, mm-hmm. for Cunning, I think its initial design was at three stacks, your next non-ultimate ability gets... 40% instantly refunded, but Good. ultimates didn't give you stacks. So you kind of had to like build it up by, because m- my thought process for this item was I designed it with poke assassins in mind. I was literally thinking mm-hmm. like Thor, Thanatos, Tsukiyomi, what effects do they want? And so my initial design was going for something that they had to set up and then, and then be like, Hey guys, you know, I'm going to just walk into mid wall hammer next time i see someone i'm gonna wall hammer that time i spin on them and now i'm like all right guys next time i'm going in i'm using off my hammer i'm gonna go in because i know i can hammer out really easily like Mm -hmm. way faster and so it was much more setup um which is kind of where the name like cunning and wit came from um but it just was too clunky it wasn't like it wasn't fun um it just wasn't fun enough and also it led to the, like, I was really worried about some really insane cases where like, what if you just auto cancel, if you've got like 40% CDR, Jotun's Cunning and Bumba's Hammer, could I just like oh, yeah. auto scythe, could I like scythe, auto scythe somebody, mm-hmm. uh, literally instantly. And so I, I was, you know, having the lower cooldown refund I thought was pretty important in order to help some of those edge cases and having it just go off more often um, and be able to stack off your ultimate uh, made this item like way more fun in playtesting. And I'm really happy with, uh, with where it ended up. I think, it's, I think it's strong and fun and what those types of gods want. Um, yeah, but, I completely agree. Know, I wouldn't yeah. be able to say that for all these because I wouldn't, if I didn't think that, if I wasn't happy with where it ended up, it wouldn't, it wouldn't ship that way. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think also from like playing against it, I think... You'll kind of not like have to be counting the stacks, but need to keep in mind. Like, I mean, like you said, if someone's playing for the hammer in, hammer out play, you need to be more aware of it. Because, I mean, everyone like that's been played Smite for this long kind of knows when a button's going to be back up. And now it's like, okay, that button's up super fast now. Right. Right. So, I mean, overall, I like it a lot. Uh, Calamitous Raw 2D, Unchanged, Perfected Raw 2D, Successfully Damaging Enemy God with an. This one's, this one, I don't know. <laughs> Did it lose you already, yeah. Barry, in the description? Did it lose you? Yeah, there's a lot of text here. Yeah, here's, and I'm here, an 80s here's, it is. Oh, here, here's all it is. Hit a god with two different buttons in a short amount of time. You get some cooldown back and some movement speed. Um, and this was That's for... That's a good TLDR. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this was for those low cooldown low cc mages that don't 
get to confirm their calamitous proc very easily and don't care at all about the attack speed because nimble rod gets removed um mm-hmm. so like you know gods like merlin and Giannis and like uh Giannis maybe can sometimes do it because of portal and the slow but either way um raijin these gods were like you want to be doing these like cool little combos but it doesn't really you know it's really just poke damage like it uh they just didn't really have anything. So I was worried about mm-hmm. giving them too much damage because those exact same gods also historically abuse proc items the best. Um, That's what I was going to say, yeah. When E-Staff, Soul Reaver, Soul Gem, when those items are really strong, those mages really dominate. And if this glyph is really strong as well, then it quickly devolves into just proc abuse. Um, but... So I was really worried about putting extra damage on this item. Um, I think that this is one that... I'm interested to see how people feel with it because we played around with these numbers a good amount. It has felt like... There were times where it felt a lot better. There were times where it felt a lot weaker. We kind of landed here in the middle. Typically, you know, items that are only okay... Here's a good way to describe it that AJ described to me, which I thought was really, really smart. If you like, if you had to rate each item on your build on how much you like it and how good it feels on a scale from one to 10, right? Let's say your fourth item is a seven. It's like pretty good, not perfect, mm-hmm. but you you feel good building it. If we release a new item and it's a seven, it will, ha- it will never get bought if it's competing with another seven in that slot because... Yep familiarity is really strong and player tendency is really strong. And so in order to knock a seven out of its consistent build slot, you it can't even be an eight. Like it needs to be at least a nine in order to actually make people feel like, oh, okay, this is actually what I want to be doing. And does that mean that every item ever released needs to be super OP? No, definitely not. But if you want it to really like force players to think critically about how can we use this the best, the easiest way to do that is by making it unseat another item by a significant amount. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that Perfected Rod might not be... Like, I think it is the 7 in the slot where you have our, already have a 7. Uh, so I think it's good. I wonder how much people are going to feel it. I wonder how much people are going to play it. Um, but I think that it is really, really good in those moments where you can just throw your abilities over the wall get them back, you know, you don't lose a whole lot because of the proc, and you also get a little bit of survivability without adding to your damage. So I, I, I'm, I'm curious as to see how how much experimentation we see with this item. Yeah, I think it seems pretty... I mean, I... I mean, I'm going to say it again, I guess, but I completely agree with you here. I... Like, the numbers seem kind of low-ish, but I think in those edge cases where you really need the survivability or... Like you said, like if you're casting over a wall, I feel like it'll feel pretty good to have those buttons back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it seems I wouldn't want to say like weak, but it's just I feel like there's like a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it seems like okay, okay, good ish. Yeah, exactly, and that's like I think that exactly is like what my point was just a moment ago about items and how they need to like unseat uh, mm-hmm. with enough strength. Um, yep. But yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty happy with with where it ended up, and we'll we'll see how good it ends up being. Next one is uh, Nimble Bancroft's Talon, basically the Rod 2D passive placed on Bancroft's now. Yeah, this um, is kind of the one like moving an item glyph to an item that fits more mm-hmm. naturally in builds. This one I can just toss to you though, Barry, because you're a, a historic soul abuser. Um, yeah. Like I'm, I think this item is just weird to buy. I think Bancroft's in general is just weird to buy on Mage ADCs. Um, I mean maybe with this you can go like second item on Freya in like the Hikate slot, um, or even maybe first item. Because some Freyas go Hikate, some go Hastened. Um, so I'm not sure if it will take that slot, but might be worth some playing around with but mm-hmm. i think it's just a little weird for me because like i said i don't really build bancrofts that often on mage adcs 
Um, but I mean, this definitely makes it more approachable. It just depends on, in my opinion, how good like anti-heal is or how much you can abuse the spike early game. Yeah. Uh, someone in chat, Hark Rebellion in chat says, Bancroft's pa- passive is terrible late game. I totally agree. I've been a Bancroft's talent hater since day one. Um, I think this <laughs> item has historically been a huge noob trap where it gives you a bunch of stats you don't care about. Um, raw power isn't that important in comparison to things like pen. Lifesteal on magical gods in particular, especially traditional mages, I view as nearly worthless. Um, At least I did when I was playing competitively. I never felt like on a traditional mage that the lifesteal mattered a whole lot. Mm -hmm. But that's what I think is really exciting to me about making Bancrofts a glyph. Because the passive does matter early, but don't think about Bancroft's passive in its, you know, separated Think about it in conjunction with Nimble Passive. So erase Bancroft's Talon from your memory. Just hit the delete button. And I say, <laughs> hey, there's this new item. It's four tiers. This, you get this item at tier three. I describe Bancroft's Talon in this scenario, which you've never heard of. And, at tier four, and, you know, and, and for 600 more gold, or 3,100 gold, if you want to buy it outright, you also gain attack speed based on your power. I feel like every single Magical ADC player in the world would be buying Bancroft's Talon early and then upgrading it to Nimble whenever they feel like the Bancroft's Talon passive isn't as relevant as it used to be. Or mm-hmm. um, or it'll just be upgraded right away and it makes every other follow-up item that much better. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that's the thing that I would... Like, I think that there's just a lot of inherent bias about Bancroft's not scaling well. For 600 gold, I think it now scales well, right? Um, And that Mm -hmm. seems pretty... It's like a tier 3 bridge item, almost. It's like a tier 2 from the old days where you used to go to old Silver Branch or something. Or not Silver Branch, Ikeval. When Ikeval was a tier 2 item. I kind of view this as like a modern age tier 2. Where you can buy it, sit on the tier 3 for a while... And then once it starts to fall off, you you only have to spend 600 gold in, in order to make it relevant again. Um, Fair point. But I could be wrong, you know? Maybe it sucks. Who knows? I mean, it would be fun to play Tussle regardless. Uh, Bancroft's Claw, the other side of it. Every 15 seconds, can you have a stack of Hunger? Abilities cast within 30 units of enemy gods consume a stack, dealing bonus damage equal to 0.5% of their max HP for each 75 magical power you have. <laughs> Each god damaged by hunger provides you with a shield of what? Did you not want me to read all of it? No, I just feel bad that you're reading all these math numbers. I felt really bad. I'm not... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You can finish it. Oh, no. My brain's so fried from, like, post-COVID right now that I am reading words, and they are going through my brain cells and out the other side. Each god damaged by hunger provides you with a shield of 1% of your max HP for each 75%... 75 percent 75 magical power you have this cannot exceed 35 percent of your max hp yeah here's the thing about this i said i was really happy with where everything ended up and i am i I, in particular i think this item is really exciting to me the i really wish there was an easier way to do this description um unfortunately there is not me too uh i hate this description and that is definitely a sign that my design was not great um but I think that also shout, shout out to Flare Boot because at one point it, uh, the Olympians and content creators um, all got to see this patch a little bit early and play test it a little bit early just like the pros did. And Flare Boot was among that group. And he had a lot of really great questions and helped me find some inconsistencies that I definitely would have missed otherwise. Uh, and at one point I was like, hey man, um, how would you write this? Because he's like the, the math guy. Uh, and the consistency guy. And uh, I, I very much appreciated his help in wording this passive because it is really complicated. It did not start out this way. Initially, it was just for every god you hit with uh, a proc, you deal a percentage of their health and you get a shield equal to the percentage of your max HP. That was it. It was very simple. And then we were doing playtesting. And... Uh, I don't think anyone even did it. I think someone who just like hadn't seen it yet 
saw it and was like, oh, so I could just like build this on RDO and be in the middle of their team forever and have this be my only power item and get like huge shields and do a lot of damage. And I was like, ah, yes, you could do that. That would be <laughs> bad. And so we kind of had to do this thing where we gate it behind how much magical power you have in order to make mm-hmm. sure the proc is as strong as we want it to be if you're building damage and weak if you aren't building damage. Um, so that's why it ended up being so mathy. Um, don't have a whole lot else to say. I think it's, uh, you know, I think yeah. that this is going to be really strong. Um, I expect it to be pretty good. I think it finally just made sense to me, so that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me elevator pitch this one for you as well. If you're around, if gods are really close to you, 30 units is really close. If gods are really close to you and you cast an ability, regardless of if you hit them or not, you will deal damage to all of them. That'll only Uh-oh. cost you one stack. So you can have up to three stacks. Every time you what? cast an ability that is around a god, and a god is around you, you will deal damage to them and gain a shield for each god hit. So if you blink Hades 2 into four people, you will hit all four of them with damage. You will gain a shield uh, off of all of them. And you will have lost one stack of Bancroft's Claw. If you Hades 3 right after that, it will happen again for each one in there. And that's why the shield has a cap on your max HP because you can... I will say that I hit that cap on my max HP multiple times. This Um, seems pretty good with like a Pythag's... Yep. Like the Pythag's change with this on like... Pretty sure you guys put it in the description, but like on a Zongkui, that seems pretty... Yeah, I think this item, like... This item makes me really excited to play Hades mid. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you need to build damage in order to make it happen. But full damage, Hades and Zhang, or a lot of damage, Hades and Zhang, uh, feel really good. And you actually feel like you get the reward out of your risk. Because you are still taking a lot of damage, but the shield, if you space your abilities properly, if you wait until they get on top of you to cast... Um, the shield can really matter. And then you're also getting synergy with the Bancroft's passive. So, uh, Bancroft's talent passive. So, I think that this item potentially makes more full damage bruiser gods. By the way, I haven't seen anyone say it. It, is, it because it isn't a traditional item that she would build. Chonga with Bancroft's Claw is nasty. Like, really nasty. Because you got to be close with that god. You're not hitting people from very far away. And you just have yeah. buttons up all the time. So, um, you know, you, you do it does take time to get another stack back. 15 seconds is a long time in a team fight. But uh, I, I'm, I, I think that this is like, if you weren't, if you like playing Hades, Zhang, Hebo, Alquang, um, Chunga, like battle mages, uh, and you weren't pumped about this item... I think you should get pumped because it's uh, it's really really good if you find if you find those opportunities. Yeah, I think this item's just fun. Like the more I think about it, the more fun it seems. So I like it. Yeah, um, I'm a little you... worried about this one. Nope. If only because, by the way, we should literally just do glyphs and then like one other piece. I don't even know if we'll get to another piece because we're already 35 minutes into this podcast. Um, do, I'm the the one concern I have with this item is that I think it's going to noob trap a lot of people. Uh, I think that we're going to, like, I'm worried that we're going to see your Agni player who likes building Bancrofts be like, oh, I don't want the attack speed, so I'll get Bancrofts Claw um, and waste their Glyph slot on an item that is not going to do very much to them. Even in those opportunities, it's not going to be that bad because if someone's around you and you dash, then you, like, get a healthier shield and all that kind of stuff. But, like, don't build this on gods that are planning to cast the majority of their abilities from outside the 30 unit radius because uh, it will not feel good in those moments. What about like a team app? Yeah, team app would be very good. You got to build a lot of damage. Um, so, but yeah, team app would be really solid if you're going, oh man, for my arena uh, ground only team app build, this is big. Oh, that is huge. This is really That's massive. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, Ferocious Executioner, um, it is. The Jotun's Glyph, yeah, it's basically just the old Jotun's Ferocity Glyph. Yeah, this is basically just Jotun's Ferocity, and again, this just kind of, like, made sense, like... Yeah, I was gonna say that, too. This like, this passive just makes sense on this item, just like, you know, it just didn't make any sense 
to be on this other item um, that auto attackers mm-hmm. didn't want to build. Just like it doesn't make any sense to pay a lot of money for your mobile plan, you know? Luckily, we've got some changes coming in. Jotun's Ferocity is gone. We've got Ferocious Executioner. And we've got Mint Mobile to help us with our mobile plan, you guys. That's all you got to do. Look, why are you paying more than $15 a month for your premium wireless service? Because you don't need to anymore. Mint Mobile has cut out the middleman. They've done away with these brick-and-mortar stores. What is the point of a, of a mobile service having a brick-and-mortar store? Unless you're like 75 and don't have anything else to do with your time. Which I'm jealous of, for the record. Uh, yeah. Maybe even if those you're people like can like... Lonely, you want to talk to someone? Yeah, they could... They could. You can <laughs> go online and keep up your True. spider solitaire uh, game on, uh, uh, you know, while you're, while you're doing it. By the way, this is a true story. My grandparents' uh, wedding anniversary was, was uh, this week. Um, I cool. don't know how many years, but a lot. Um, and I asked what they did and he said, oh, you know, we were, we were just kind of like relaxing. We didn't really feel like doing anything. So we just sat on the porch and both played spider solitaire on our, like on our little devices. And I was like, that is the cutest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Like, that's how you know you're doing it right. You know? Yeah. That's how I realized that me and Destiny are now like 70 or 80 years old based (laughs) off of what you just said. You, you two were bumping spider solitaire on the couch together. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, our most recent anniversary was uh, four days ago, mm. and we were like, we don't really want to do anything during the week, and my weekends are like pretty slammed with SPL, mm-hmm. so we were like, let's just have a nice dinner and just like not do anything and just hang out with each other. I was, it was fantastic. No, and about we'll, it. We'll probably celebrate it later, but it was it was very relaxing. I've got a really oh no, you guys are both uh, you guys are both on the vegan train. I was about to recommend the best steakhouse I've ever been to because uh, it's in the Atlanta area. But I don't do they know. have vegetables? <laughs> they do. Um, oh, they do have vegetables. But you know, we can talk about that later. Uh, mm-hmm. Where was I in talking about Mint Mobile? Oh yeah, Spider Solitaire. You can keep uh, you can keep playing Spider Solitaire while you just head on over to MintMobile.com because you don't need to go to these stupid stores. That way, mm-hmm. they get to pass all of those savings directly on to you. And you get to keep playing Spider Solitaire on your same phone. You don't have to change devices or anything like that. You don't need to get rid of any of your contacts. You get to keep your same number, keep your same phone, keep all your contacts. Save a bunch of money. Yeah, save lots of money. uh, But you get to get on the nation's largest 5G network. And it's only 15 bucks a month. Barry, you just said how long, uh, what was your anniversary with Destiny four days ago? How long uh, did that last? 11 years. 11 years. Do you think you would have made it so long if you weren't both saving so much money with Mint Mobile? Would you? Would, is it fair to say that, that, that Mint your Mobile saved my relationship? Uh-huh. Like Ryan Reynolds, there's just nothing he can't do. Any <laughs> nothing he can't. Yeah, no, you got it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, this my COVID brain is still fully. Yeah, in you're effect. working on it. Yeah. Uh, so it's very easy. It comes in like two days. You save lots of money. Just go ahead and sign up, chat. It's super, 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 super easy. Me and Agro would never lead you astray. Not even once? It's the easiest thing you can do tonight. Okay, maybe once. Maybe we could lead you astray once, but then we wouldn't do it again. We would? Well, oh. like, it could be an accident, yeah. right? Yeah, feel, like, this is Agro not could it. recommend. Agro could recommend a certain Netflix show that is absolutely oh God, atrocious. <clears throat> but he says to get your it's new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and not hear Barracuda's terrible opinions anymore. Get the plan shipped straight to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash backliners. That's mintmobile.com slash backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash backliners. Shout out to Mint Mobile for sponsoring today's episode. Again, the best way for you guys to help uh, support us and support the show is by going and, and uh, using our sponsors, which are Factor and Mint Mobile for today's episode. Um, okay, yeah, this was all based on a point from Frost Executioner, but again, this is one where you are more, uh, dialed in than, uh, mm-hmm. to give a, to give a good opinion, I think, than me. Um, how much do you think this changes Hunter builds? This is a very attractive item. Uh, I think we'll be seeing this in most builds. Uh, it'll probably replace Silver Branch, in my opinion, mm. or you'll just buy it with Silver Branch. Obviously, it'll knock off the uh, Deathbringer uh, glyph, 
And I, I think Asylum is just crazy. I think it's insanely good. Like, Do you think tanks... this... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think Tank should be scared to play into this item. Yeah. Do you think that this alone will make crit builds less prevalent? Um, knowing that you have a good glyph to go to outside of Deathbringer glyphs, or do you think it, it will still likely be crit? Uh, I think it'll still likely be crit, because once you see those crit numbers start stacking up, Azure, XE applies the... I mean, you have literally two debuffs stacking at the same time, and I feel like that's going to feel very good killing frontliners. Um, I think it will lead to more... Not, like, more crit builds than normal, but I think it'll lead more to crit builds than to yellow damage builds. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm excited about this one, and this one could not have been any easier. Like, this is such a well-designed passive. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it was good. I think it was really underbought uh, on Jotun's ferocity. Uh, I think there were gods. Like I said, it wasn't the easiest item to build, but I think that we should have seen a little bit more with how good this passive is. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of this item. Mm -hmm. Is my guess. Um, and then the next one is heavy executioner. Capture attacks with 1.75 and basic attacks against an enemy reduce their physical prods by 17.5% for 3 seconds, max 2 stacks. So yep. basically just stacks super fast and you have no attack speed. You have no attack speed. Uh, this one was really... This This is a really interesting one. This is maybe my favorite glyph of the, of, of the mid-season patch for a couple of reasons. Um, number one... It breaks a rule, which is usually something that I really dislike and really try to avoid for obvious reasons, but I think it does it mm -hmm. in a unique way. This is the only glyph that doesn't inherit its tier three items passive. Um, and that's because otherwise you would be shredding their armor like beyond 50%, uh, which yeah. would be crazy. I thought it did, and then I was like, oh, that might be viable, and then uh, it no. doesn't. No. Uh, so don't build this on Hunters. <laughs> yeah. Unless well, you're on, like, AMT, maybe Uller, probably honestly, not. You're still the, probably going to be Yeah, honestly, the uh, the Hives might get you over cap on attack speed yeah. like, by themselves late game, um, which can be fine. Yeah. Uh, it, it, worth noting, I saw someone in chat mention it earlier. Right now it is stacking with, if you're teammate has an executioner and you have a heavy executioner they are stacking oh. uh that is not intended and that will be fixed in a hot fix this week we hope um but that is not intended for the record uh and we do have a fix for it i just don't know exactly when it's going out um but yeah i think that it's unique that it it, it breaks that rule it enhances the the tier three passive instead of just going alongside it um and it's a glyph with a downside which we haven't done if you can't tell by the mask redesign and the way that I have talked about things like masks in the past, uh, I think that strong upsides with downside is a cool... I, I like those types of items. I like mm -hmm. trading stronger effects for giving something up. Um, not all the time. You know, it'd be really lame if every single item had a downside in the game, but picking your spots and seeing how to build uniquely and creatively in order to circumvent that downside, I think is a, a puzzle that I like to solve as a player. Uh, we'll see how much the player base likes, you know, this and the masks and all that kind of stuff, though they've been around forever. Um, but yeah, this was the glyph that I think that I was the most nervous that the community would not like. Um, and I've been very happy with the reception that it's gotten. Um, and it also was really, I was impressed at how quickly everyone realized where its strength is. Because it isn't, like Barra said, do not build this on your typical hunters. Um, yep. It isn't it, good on Rama, for example. It will feel very bad, trust me. It will feel very bad. But on someone like Scotty, who you aren't mm -hmm. building a lot of attack speed on, uh, then all of a sudden it starts feeling really good. Um, or yep. Nemesis, uh, which is the god that I play tested this item with a lot, um, it feels insanely good. Uh, so, you know, I think that it is different in what it does. Uh, I'm excited to see what teams do with it. I think it could 
you know, going to the full uh, 30, 35% prot shred uh, after just two autos might be a little much ultimately, but kind of going back to that discussion we just had a little bit ago, especially for an item that is this, that is going to impact how you feel this much. Um, it is going to give such a strong downside. Like in my example earlier, where if this is competing in your build for a spot that is, you know, it's like a five out of 10 item, you don't really like it. This, this would still have to be an eight or a nine on that scale because you are giving up other things. Um, mm-hmm. At least initially, you know, once everyone understands, and we've talked about it publicly about God design for a long time. If a God release is balanced, no, no one is going to feel that. Um, and they're just going to end up feeling a little bit underwhelming. Whereas if they release at a point where that is a little bit too strong, you know, we're obviously not aiming to have any like release Tsukiyomi's or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but if they release a little bit strong, it's much easier to turn down the dial and get it to the right point than it is to turn up the dial and get it to the right point. So I think that, and, and maybe this item isn't as good as I think it is, but, uh, I think that trying to kill fire giant uh when you take away 35 percent of its physical protections in two autos uh is going to be pretty good and competitive mm-hmm. play that that is my guess I, I i wouldn't be surprised if both the executioner glyphs end up being the best two glyphs for competitive um especially on the outset that's my prediction spicy. that both of them are good spicy take uh on to magi's uh, Magi's Shelter, whenever your passive is consumed, the nearest allied god within 25 units gains protection from a single hard CC effect for 5 seconds if this passive is consumed. Before the time runs out, they gain 1 second of crowd control immunity. Again, we kind of got to do these, like, scientific, uh, not, I know that's not actually the term, but, like, these wordy, a little yeah. confusing passive wordings, uh, language in order to, like, keep it consistent. Again, a very easy elevator pitch. When your bubble gets popped, your nearest ally gets a bubble for five seconds. Um, that's really yep. all it is. This glyph probably uh, felt the strongest um, during playtesting in a lot of instances. You know, we messed with the range that it can go, how long the bubble lasts, all that kind of stuff, because we saw a lot of playtesters just stacking two to three shelters on a team. Um, And it does become very hard if you're a CC-oriented assassin or a CC-oriented initiation warrior uh, to do your job whenever there's that many bubbles on the team. Mm -hmm. I think think it is very... I think it's really good. Um, I wonder how... I wonder how often people will notice how much work it puts into the team fight, but it is going to, it is going to put in work. Um, Mad lad in the chat asks, how does this glyph work? If your team is Ares altered or dodgy, they would, you would both get, if you're, if I have shelter and my teammates right next to me, we both are about to get pulled. I would become cleansed from the Ares alt. They would get pulled and end up with a bubble when they, when they're there. Uh, once once they're landing so they would be cleansed from any follow-up cc but no on instantaneous ccs if you both get ymir frozen you do not get cc'd as the shelter owner and your ally right next to you is stunned with a bubble on top of them wait uh for the air result does it would it cleanse the stun that is uh something that i would have to test that kind of depends on That depends on a lot of factors on Aerie's side, on like mm-hmm. how that ability is put together that I don't feel super confident in answering right away. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like two at the exact same time. So yeah, like it's really the like... The bubble would be after effect. The question is, are you getting pulled and then stunned or pulled and stunned simultaneously? If you're pulled and then stunned, you probably would get the stun cleansed. If you're pulled and stunned at the same time, then it would not get cleansed, is my mm-hmm. guess. Um but yeah, this, uh, this item is going to be very good. I think one of the things I really like about this is it's obviously a frontline, uh, oriented, um, item and a lot of the community, um, 
feels like you know a lot of a lot of new players really gravitate towards tanks not necessarily support but playing like frontline a little bit um is a fairly popular uh kind of archetype to fall into as a new player this is a unmess upable effect that your teammates will like no matter what you do um if you're near them and you get cc'd you're helping and that's why auras feel good uh and i think that this is like the 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 short version pitch was Aura Magi Shelter was like kind of what I wrote down in my initial ba- uh, brainstorm. Um, <clears throat> and I think that it feels very much like Aura Magi's in a way that I think I think was pretty successful. Okay, so dumb question. Two backliners have this at the same time. One gets CC. Does the other person not have two CC no. immunities? If you have, okay. without getting too much into the details, we did do a lot of testing on that. You basically are locked. If you have a bubble or had a bubble in the last few mm-hmm. moments, you can't gain another one. Um, okay. And that is across Shelter, Revenge, and Cloak. Uh, all of those are okay. counted the same. Cool, cool. Uh, next is Revenge. The first enemy god to hit you with a hard CC while you're protected becomes marked for revenge for 5 seconds. Gods marked for revenge cause enemy gods within 40 units to move 20% faster towards them and take 10% increased damage. Yeah, so Shelter is obviously very defensive um, and I wanted something offensive uh, for Magi's Revenge. Um, but how do you make an inherently defensive item offensive? Uh, I think you know, you want to put the the way that you do it, which sounds scary for if you're thinking of the position of the player who doesn't have the revenge, but the idea was put them in a no, put your opponents in a no-win situation, right? Where you're mm-hmm. going to, if they CC you, it's not going to, it's only going to help them. If they don't CC you, you have this bubble. And it feels really, uh, it puts it puts another layer of decision making on the players who are getting dove um, or on the front line. You know, um, I think this is also really good for gods that like Ymir, who's really immobile. If I, if their frontliner is someone who's an easy example, like Sylvanas against Ymir, right? If you're Ymir and you're trying to walk into the Sylvanas, if you don't blink it, he's gonna root you every time before you're in range for anything except for wall. And even when you just get Magi's, like it opens your one engage, but it's a long cooldown. Like it doesn't really feel that strong. What if I wanted to make, what if I force that Sylvanas to really think like, is that, am I going to die for popping this bubble? Um, and I think that, yeah, that's, that I like tension like a, is cool. I think it's a really good, like Kepri and Yamoja item. Like someone that wants to play with their back line. Mm-hmm. And just stand right in front of him, even like Sylvanas as well. Like, if you get hit by a CC and you basically give your backliner sprint and like a tiny girdle, like, that feels pretty good. And I feel like that makes frontliners diving even more difficult because if they have any AoE CC, if my support's staying next to me, you're now marked for five seconds. Like, yep. I, I think this is a really. Not like crazy intellectual item but i feel like when it is bought by pro support players or pro like uh frontline players i think it'll be a very good slot in yeah i mean like it's also you know there are comps as an assassin where you're like man i really need magis because just just beads isn't enough to get me out of all the cc and let me do my job but i'm like man i gotta build magis and now i don't have enough damage like or i, I just feel like i'm losing so much by building it Building Magi's Revenge means that you aren't just taking a full item out of your damage. Uh, you you get these moments where you can be very strong still. Um, but there's counterplay in that if the person you want to kill isn't the one who, you know, if they hold their CC and let someone else pop the bubble for them, then that damage isn't as relevant. So I think it's going to be fun. Um, it is worth noting that mini sprint is only towards the marked target. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. So, no, no, it's totally fine. Um so it is because I was I thought about that as well. That, that was probably just a little bit too strong, um, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not. You know, maybe maybe it would have been fine. Uh, but yeah, I think shelter was by far the most popular glyph we saw on all playtests. Revenge was very rarely picked up um, until you know I was like asking people to buy it so that 
we could get some data on it and see how it feels. Um, but I think Revenge is really good. I think they're both really good. Um, I, I think Revenge is better than Shelter, honestly. Yeah, Shelter just has that, like, I don't have to think about it. I'm just going to buy it, and yeah. I know it's doing something for me. You know, you don't have to change your gameplay at all for it. It just seems, like, acute. Like, I don't think I would buy it. I If if I was to buy one, I'd probably just buy it by Revenge. Because um, mainly, like, when we're, like you're getting Dove, both of you guys aren't getting CC'd at the same time. It's basically just one backliner getting CC'd. So I think for backliners, I think Revenge is better. For frontliners, Shelter might be better. But even still, maybe Revenge is just better. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the radius is really small. It's only 25 units, so that's... You got to be holding hands pretty tight in a late game or like yes. mid game situation. Yeah, you do have to be very close. Um, and like I said, that was uh, bigger initially, and we mm-hmm. just saw like so much of it. Um, but you know, if it isn't bot, that's uh, that's an option for us. Barrow, we just talked an hour about just glyphs, and by we, I mean me. It was really just me. Um, yeah, it was about eighty to ninety percent you, and which is very good for me. Like little <laughs> little life update for you guys. Uh-huh. I'm still sick. Uh, I've been that. sick for, at this point, about six weeks straight. Um, COVID, acute bronchitis. Now I've got like medium long COVID or something. Went to a pulmonologist today. Uh, got put on nebulizer, uh, which sounds really cool, but basically you're just breathing in medicine uh, for longer than you would with an inhaler. And I felt great for like six hours today. Absolutely mm-hmm. on top of the world, like nine out of 10, amazing. Felt it wear off around like 5 or 6 p.m. today, which is about two or three hours ago. I'm back to being spaced out and being tired. So, in two to three days, I will be on top of the world, I think, when my prescriptions come in. So That's right on time for the SPL, huh? Yep. Fingers crossed that I can finally uh, not feel like poop anymore for the first time in six weeks. Finger, fingers crossed, yeah. That, yep. is, uh, that is the hope. Um, yeah, so we should just like cut it there. We talked about mm-hmm. so little of the overall patch notes. Um, I guess for, for everyone, you know, chat can obviously let us know right now, but if you're, if you're listening or watching this podcast, I'll definitely make a note to, to check the comments and please tweet at us. Um, if you liked this, this style of the podcast, um, you know, going a little bit more in depth on, the design side and that kind of stuff do not, you know, I can totally understand if people would much rather us give quick bump thoughts on everything rather than these more in-depth thoughts on everything's. Um, but we can go based on that feedback. We will kind of tailor what next week's show looks like. Um, I do not, this will not be the last time we talk about mid season. I want to talk about the new items. I want to talk about masks. I want to talk about non-conquest balance, like all that kind of stuff. Um, Wait, real quick, si- did you... I've been sitting on this stuff for weeks. Did you write the paragraph? Yeah, I, I, wrote, I wrote all the dev notes. Okay. Because, uh, like, the first line is, let's talk masks. And no, I'm not talking about the coach of the Olympus Bolts. Like, that reads right off of, like... Bingo. I almost... I'll tell you that that reference was almost, let's talk masks, and no, I'm not talking about that insane Mercury player from Season 3, or something like that. Uh, you know, like... I was gonna make uh, an even deeper cut reference, uh... I would have loved it. But I decided that it was already, like, this is already a much deeper cut reference than mm-hmm. AJ, who typically writes the, Ajax is typically the one who writes the dev notes. Um, yeah, that, I'm already uh, going much deeper into the niche, which is, which is my whole brand, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, oh. yeah, I, 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 Mask was in here earlier. I wanted to ask him if he saw it. I, I'll just message him. Do we still have random questions lined up? You know we do From that one guy. We do, um, but I got another one DM to me that I liked today uh, okay. from from the old friend Mabino, um, friend of the podcast. Uh, he he DM me and asked if money was not an issue, what would retirement look like for you? Uh, really I think for me, I would go probably exploring Europe because. Most of the places I've seen in Europe are, like, absolutely beautiful. Yep. And the Georgia countryside doesn't really uh, do justice to a lot of the beautiful places in Europe. 
And I'd probably just travel for like a year or two. Mm. And then I would settle probably on a beach somewhere. Out Okay. I'm not trying to be like a tr- traditional old person here, mm-hmm. but like Florida is just like so nice. Every so time hot, I go to Florida. Bro. It's so hot. Yeah, but the heat is just different in Florida than it is in Georgia. Like, yeah. If, for some reason, it feels more humid in Georgia than Florida. I don't know why. Sometimes that could it just does. Be my no, brain. I feel that. I feel that. Sometimes. Like this past, this past week, or like maybe this week before that, it is absolutely like shirt sticking to every single part of you. Like it has it's... been hot here recently. Like it has yeah. been so hot here. Uh, yeah, California is also really nice. Went there for a land. The air out there is the best air I've ever breathed, ever. I gotta like, go, bro. I've never been to Cali. I've never been... The furthest west I've ever been is St. Louis, uh, which is not that far west, you know. 100% recommend you going to Cali. 100%. Like, yeah. I I think it was in San Jose for the AFK or, like, Cogland, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And just amazing. Um, yeah, it'd probably be, Maybe be California, maybe Florida for where I would actually settle. California is just expensive, bro. That'd be tough. Um, yeah, I mean, well, money was an issue. I think, oh, that's that. true. Yeah, uh, it, traveling is obviously uh, the dream. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely travel. I hope to be able to retire young enough that I can still golf, um, because I would love to travel and play a bunch of famous golf courses around the world. Um, mm-hmm. I just love, I just love, golfing is, is just really, it's, it's, you know, you get to spend time outside, you get to challenge yourself and hate yourself uh, all the time, but also like feel really good whenever you do the things right. So hopefully by then I'm not bad um, and I have enough money to be able to travel around and play golf. That is, that is definitely like if I won the lottery, I would spend a, a few months taking the, the best golf lessons I can find and then, uh, and then my wife and I would travel uh, all over the world, and I would just play like all the best golf courses. That's what I want to do with all of my time. That sounds cool. I think it would be really fun. I would but... do that except with mini golf. Barry, you want to go mini golfing sometime? Yeah, I'd love to. There's no like mini... we actually thought golf. about going mini golfing like a few months ago, and then there, like there just weren't any mini golf courses around us. But we live Dude, there like, used to be you know in, in kind of the middle of nowhere. That's true. There used to be so many mini golf courses, I feel. Like, over the years, I feel like mini golf kind of died off. Like, unless you're in, like, a party area. Yeah. No, I agree. Mini golf is good. Bring it back. Maybe COVID just killed it. Yeah, probably. Barry, what if we opened a sick mini golf course? I feel like it would be not that hard. I'm going to be honest. I would love it. Don't you, I would play more than I work there. Though. How hard do you think it would be to, to design a really sick mini golf course? Uh, I feel like with your imagination, not hard at all. I feel like it'd be really easy. It's only 18 holes, you know? That's not that many. And you're just like, yeah, this one has got... Uh, you. It, it's like... Ju- you know, this section is jungle themed and it's all like animal holes. And then this other section is like space themed and it's like a couple space holes. And then it's just like a mm-hmm. bunch of different things like that, you know? And you gotta different. have the windmill hole. Gotta have the windmill hole. But I'm gonna, tr- uh, yeah, I would definitely troll on the golf course. Like, I would I would make the golf course troll you. Um, yeah. You all right, I guess I'm designing a mini angry? golf course. That would be kind of like a fun like side <laughs> project, huh? Just like... Yeah. Designing a mini golf course—that'd be fun. Surely there's like a, a roller coaster tycoon for mini golf, right? Uh, I doubt it. Surely, I'm mean, not. Like I know, like down, the, the but... most recent like PGA games, like you can build your own golf courses. That'd be kind of fun too, like trying to build a. But building a golf course would be so much harder because you can't troll in golf. You know, like you can make a, a hole hard. But, like, there's not that many different variations. Like, everyone has played a million par threes where you hit it over the water. Or, like, a million dog legs left. Like, I feel like almost every single golf hole has been invented already. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I have zero experience golfing, but I, you know, I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah. Wait, I think I found one. No way. Yeah, I found a mini golf maker. It's on Steam. 
Okay, maybe I uh, maybe it's, I start making some mini golf. Mini golf. It's literally just called mini golf maker. Okay, but here's the thing. I don't like golf with friends and all those games. Like those are kind of fun. Like uh-huh. a couple times. But that's not I don't want anyone I, I wouldn't want anyone to play my mini golf course in that way. That's not what I would I, I would be designing it for real <laughs> life. Like I don't want anyone <laughs> touching it in the digital world. It wouldn't be the right thing, you know? Wait, so you're like when you say your new like pastime is gonna be actually building you meant like actually building a No, the, no, the chances of this happening are legitimately zero. Oh, okay, the idea okay. was though that I would spend time doing it in a digital space and then share it without like share it as if it were a real life mini golf course, not a digital one because I think dig- it just changes your whole perspective, right? Like it's not it's not the same. When you're playing okay. golf with friends on those mini golf courses, you're right behind the ball. It changes the whole. It, it changes the scope of everything around you. It doesn't feel the same. Okay, I'm just gonna send you this thing anyways because this game for seven dollars looks banging. I'll post it in chat too in case you guys are interested. Nice. That game actually looks so sick. There you go. For seven buckaroos. That is. Troll mini golf, haunted house mini golf, where the staff is hiding around the course and scares you while you play. That is a good idea, Scrubdemus. Here's the problem: you're basically giving a bunch of people who are about to be jump scared weapons in golf clubs. Uh, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I get scared. Like I'm swinging with that thing. Like I'm not. I don't do well being scared. So uh, that doesn't seem. That seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, that's a good idea in theory, but not in actuality. But maybe that's the real fear, Barra, that if you lose control of yourself, you'll be stuck with a very expensive lawsuit and then you won't be able to survive anymore. You'll be bankrupt. You'll lose you'll you'll live on the street. You'll be homeless. So that's how you're gonna get your retirement soon? That's the real haunted house. Is the house that you don't have anymore because you swung on an employee at Agro's haunted house golf mini golf emporium. <laughs> and then I sue you for all your worth. Yes, this is good. This is a that's a good. Uh, that's a good business plan right there. We should yeah, close the this. show. I'm clear. Yeah, we should close it. Yeah, we yeah. should absolutely close it. All You're right. Make sure. Uh, thank you to to Factor and to Mint Mobile, our two sponsors for this episode. If you want to get 120 dollars off some really great meals, really quick, easy, healthy meals from Factor, you go to go.factor75.com/backliners120. And for Mint Mobile, we've been talking to you about them forever. We are not kidding. It is cheaper. Better wireless service, mintmobile.com slash backliners. Premium wireless service is 15 bucks a month. Best way to support the show is by shopping with our sponsors. So go ahead and please do that if you please. Thank you so much for listening. Give us some feedback on this type of pacing for going over patch notes. Uh, we definitely wouldn't do it every time, but for a patch that I has been my life for the last like six to eight weeks, uh, <laughs> I, I have plenty of thoughts on it. So yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, listening to prediction, all that kind of stuff. Barra, you know what to do. Bye. He's still got it. He's still got it. That's the only thing I still have. <laughs> COVID took everything else. And Agro's Haunted House and Mini Golf Emporium is going to take the rest <laughs> soon enough. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.